We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast presented by Prize Picks, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I have something in my eye. It may be a tear after watching the Bucks just completely implode in their last two games against shorthanded opponents before the All-Star break. Ugly losses to the Miami Heat and Memphis Grizzlies. I am joined as always by my also frustrated co-host, still Still a great-looking guy, though. Rohan Cotty. Rohan, how's it going? Doing doing all right, you know. It's a, it's a Friday morning as we record this podcast. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a weird week for the Milwaukee Bucks. We go in, uh, we record Monday morning, and we say, you know what? This Denver game is a big game. It's a really big game. It's, it's something, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a barometer for how the Bucks are doing. Uh, there's just a lot of pressure going into that game. How are the Bucks going to line up against their first true uh, test uh, against a contender in the Doc Rivers era? Obviously, they had already played the Nuggets in the Doc Rivers era, but it's you know first game you can't really do a lot with that. And then they go out, they blow the doors off the Nuggets, and we're like, amazing! This is incredible. This is the best the Bucks have ever looked. And then they continue to just uh, roll to the finish line uh, in just a beat up, broken car. You know what I'm imagining is like in like a in like a car race or something and it's like one car gets into like an accident and then it's just this hot it's just this pile of junk that's somehow still moving and eventually crosses the finish line you know that's the box it's that's the box going into the all-star break the engine the the windshield wiper i don't know why i thought windshield wiper second the clutch the transmission the muffler have all fallen off and it's Giannis is driving the car, and he just has to punch his legs through the bottom and walk it to the line, like oh, Flintstone, Flintstone style. Yeah. Yes, that is that is the Bucks. That the Bucks car is driven entirely by Giannis, or powered entirely by Giannis right now. I guess it's driven by Doc. So Doc is sitting next to Giannis. And regardless, it's been bad. So 
I think I, I, I keep looking at their the team stats or the player stats on the team in 2024. I think now that is a 24 game sample size, and I think it kind of has a lot to do with the problems we're seeing right now. And actually, I want to start with Giannis because I think this is going to be a podcast where we go over a lot of negatives. Um, but I don't want to lose sight of, I think the reason I'm so frustrated is this is the best Giannis has ever played like this part of this season and this season overall in 23 games in 2024. He's missed one game this whole year so far. I think he's missed two or three overall. He's played second night of back-to-backs. He's not taking time off. He's trying really hard. Giannis scoring 30.6 points per game on 62.6% from the field. So firming up that first ever 30 on 60% shooting season. It's also averaging 11.4 rebounds and 7.6 assists to just 3.1 turnovers, plus another 1.4 steals, which leads the Bucs, and 0.9 blocks, which is second behind only Brooke Lopez. He's been incredible. They're only winning his minutes by 3.6 points per game, mostly because everyone else has largely stunk uh, this whole this whole year so far. The, the Bucs did not. They did New Year, New Me for 2024, but the New Me is ass. Unfortunately, they, they, they it's it's the opposite of what other people do. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you are acting toxic. And then you're like, no, you knew me. The Bucks were like, you know what, December, you know, we really hit our stride. Let's become toxic. I'm glad you mentioned the month it was because have you seen that I shared Damian Lillard's splits by month? Yep. So in December, Dame, 26 points per game. Honestly, it's good. I, I, with with the touches, to be honest, that's fine. For a that, second that, banana, that's great. That, yeah, that, that's not the number that I have. That that, that anyway, in December, forty six percent from the field, forty three percent from three, ninety two percent from free throw, six point eight assists to three point nine turnovers. Awesome! Wow, that's him, Dame Lillard, the guy we wanted to trade for. A little high even for his career, but you know, if the rest of the months he's like 38 percent from three and making a lot of his twos and. Big assist to turnover. That's just fine. The other months of the year, we'll skip October. It's three games. Nobody cares. November, 42% from the field, 33% from three. Okay. It balanced out with December back to his averages. I'm sure, you know, these next couple months will do the same and we'll net out around 36, 37%, which on that volume, it gets it done, especially because it opens up more for Giannis. January, 38.9% from the field. That's a bad number, Rohan. That's not good. This is, is uh, lame as, time. As someone who works with a lot of data, that's not great. Yeah, you know the numbers. 38.9, bad number. Not a good number. Good number if it was in the next category, but he shot 27.8 from three. Even worse number. That's a despicable number. And now in February so far, just six games, 43.3% from the field, all the way up to 32.6% from three. Another bad number. Also, the foul shots volume has been way down. I mean, this first two months, again, October barely exists. But November, October, he was above nine free throws per game. December and January, seven and 7.5 free throws attempted per game. In February, it's been less than five. And I don't know how much of that is him getting even less calls versus just trying to get that jumper going and it's not happening. I mean, his three-point per game is down a little bit, but his minutes are too. So I'd have to look into the rate stat for that. But it's just been very bad. And I think uh, it's hard for me to – and we'll go through – you know, we'll talk about Doc and Pat and Bobby and everyone else that – Jay Crowder, who I think 
I, we, we have to get into because I have Danilo his, Gallinari. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, we'll get into probably at the end. Uh, Gallo talk. Um, but this is where it starts and ends, right? I mean, maybe not ends. Again, we have more to talk about. But I, if, if Dame is going to shoot 32% from three and get five free throws a game and it was right now it's 6.5 assists to three turnovers, this is a pretty bad turnover month for him. That's that's not good either. Do you, do you, you have the numbers right in front of you, right? Yeah, for the splits, yes. Yeah. Has the has the shot volume stayed the same? Well, he's uh, it was so he's 35 minutes per game. His shot volume was 17.6 per game in November, 17.2 in December, 18.3 in January in January. But now February, his minutes are down to 32.5, so it's a little hard to tell. But he's at 16.2, so two less shots per game and three less minutes. Yeah, so it's it's around it's it's stayed pretty steady. So like his quality, like uh, just based on what we've seen throughout the season, Damian Lillard, his his shots, the the quality of shots that he's been taking have been remaining generally the same. This is a guy in Damian Lillard who can get to the rim when he wants to, who can get whatever pull up three when he wants to, and it's just a matter of him knocking it down. He's been a guy who's throughout his career been. Just, just one of the greatest shooters to ever grace the NBA hardwood, and that was him even last season. And again, we we can talk this, uh, we can talk about this forever. But you know, a lot going on, two new coaching changes for him, uh, a lot of stuff going on in his personal life, which he's spoken about. Uh, I need to listen to uh, Thanalysis with. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you of all people have not listened to Thanalysis yet. It's not out yet, is it? Yeah. Oh, is, it's out? It's out now. Yeah, it came out oh. like yesterday. Oh, whoops. I should have called you. I should have called you. I should have called you. No messages appeared in your Thanasis Instagram channel? <laughs> uh, no, some did. Yeah, that's oh, all okay. I knew. Oh, yeah. He, he lets you know. If, if you're not in the TA Instagram broadcast channel, he will let you know. And sometimes he'll just send like uplifting memes too. I love that, honestly. You're not going to – I heard he talks about uh, like wanting to have like Andrew Tate on his podcast or something. Yeah, so I just oh, want to no. pre, pre, What's it, what, pre. I haven't heard for that. I haven't yeah. heard it, so I'm going to pretend that, it doesn't. That's, exist. that's unconfirmed. That's unconfirmed. So I've not I, I heard that. To the pod too. Hopefully, that's not true. Uh, but yeah, Damian Lillard, he will like he he will get the shots that he needs to. He will get whatever shot he can. He has the ability to go do that. Again, we've talked about it before, but the foul calls have been like sort of coming and going. Uh, with Dame this season, and I think he's becoming increasingly frustrated with the whistle he's getting. It's it's almost like the superstar whistle has sort of disappeared for him as he's not like the number one option anymore. But it's it's just tough to see. It, it is really tough to see. I know we we said we were going to talk about Giannis more, and we just quickly pivoted to Dame. But yeah, Giannis is getting his guys set up in whatever position he wants them, and that includes Dame. Like he's getting Dame quality shots, like off secondary actions, being a primary initiator in the minutes that they are on the court together. I know a lot of the times Dame is the one with the ball in his hands when Giannis and Dame share the court together. But even in this, those possessions that we saw in the Memphis Grizzlies game, because Giannis was in the, in that Grizzlies game, Giannis was just like, yeah, this is give me give me the ball. No one else is doing anything. Fifteen for seventeen from one point, like totally. He, totally he ended the game fifteen for seventeen. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, like even in those situations where no one else had it going, Giannis was able to dissect a defense and get Dame in the right spots. And 
just wasn't knocking it down. Seven for 21 from the field in that game, three of 13 from three. So even if you want to go based on shot volume, he was taking more shots than he usually does in that game in 35 minutes. How many it's turnovers? A four turnovers. And like it's, it's, he's become, with Chris out with his ankle, he has taken over the Chris thing of like his turnovers are by volume aren't large. Backbreaking turnovers. I mean, the one to end the game obviously is brutal. Like just going through a pick and roll and just like tosses it to a Grizzly who's running in transition. Like I, I don't know what's been going on with some of these turnovers where it just looks like I don't know if he doesn't know where guys are going to be or, or they're not cutting at the right time. But like it should not look this hard to pass when you have Giannis to open stuff up. And it, it's been rough. I think the one thing Giannis does need to do better more than anything is set actual screens because every time – and not every time. Half the time they run Dame Giannis pick and roll. It's like Giannis just stands there and Dame's guy just walks around Giannis and then Giannis gets the ball and is isoing at the three-point arc. It's not doing anything. That's not helpful. You could just give it to him in the first place. Got to set more screens. And the other players need to set more screens for Dame too. The disturbing thing for me, I feel like, is Dame is shooting 34.4% on pull-ups and that's most of his three-point shot diet. I mean, that's 5.5 attempts per game this season. That's not very good. It certainly for him is not good because that's a shot he's mastered. But he's shooting 32.7% on catch-and-shoot threes. And I know it's like, oh, he's not totally used to that because he's used to having the ball a lot. That's the easy one. Like, those are the shots that we needed, oh, one pass away from Dame or from Giannis when he posts up. That's killer. The help goes and Dame can just rain fire on those. 32.7 is brutal. I, I shouldn't say that's even if, Even if killer. it's not they're one pass killer. away. Even if it's not one pass away, because Giannis will find whatever hole in the yeah. defense that he wants to. Because just his his playmaking, just to go back to Giannis, because we need to sing his praises. Because yeah. I feel like we haven't. His playmaking is on another level. Mm-hmm. It, he should it's, have 10 assists up- for 2024. I mean, the amount of bricks that are coming off of his passes, he's at over seven now. Should be a 10. It, it's ridiculous. The way he sees the court now, it, it's it's masterful. It truly is masterful. Uh like I'd, I'd say he's been one of the top three or four passing uh, NBA players this season in terms, like not in terms of raw assist numbers, but in terms of like court vision. Yeah, like he's 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 up there with like the Jokic, the uh, Luka. I was about to say he's up there with Giannis. Yeah, he is Giannis. Uh, I would probably still have him below those guys, but I think no, I'm for sure, next, I, next I'd tier. I'd have him below those guys as well, but I'm saying he's near that level. I'm gonna pull up a shame list. I want to see potential assists. This is screen. This is screen assist level, but I want to see it. I don't think. I don't think potential assists is screen assist level. And potential assists, by the way, are. Uh, this is just every pass that leads to a shot. Yes. I don't think it's that useful of a stat, but I just want to see. Right, this is gonna take me a second. If you have anything to say, okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, Damian Lillard, when he's in those spots, those catch-and-shoot three opportunities, those pull-up three opportunities, it's just not a normal percentage. And this is becoming we, – we kept saying early on in the season, oh, this is Dame getting used to stuff. This is Dame getting used to stuff. He usually struggles uh, in the beginning months of the season. It's becoming concerning. It, it's definitely a concerning trend now. Yeah. It's, it's very concerning yeah. because we've got a sufficient volume to really – judge uh these percentages on and the percentages are bad they're bad we've had what one good month and that was under the previous coaching regime 
under Adrian Griffin. And now we have, uh, I almost said Bobby Portis is coaching the team. This is what I get for recording on a Friday morning. They saw his shot selection. He might be coaching the team. I don't, I don't, every, every game. We went over how these post ups are inefficient four hours ago, four hours ago, four months ago. And every game, it's like, oh, it's possible. 12.7 potential assists per game for Giannis. 10.8 is for Dame. So even more than the starting point guard on the team, Giannis has potential assists this season. In just just incredible. Yeah, that's a that's a good pull. I'm glad you pulled that up. Let's but, see. Let's see where he is league wide. Oh my God, Tyrese Halliburton, nineteen point five. Yeah, Tyrese. Uh, I should, I forgot to mention Tyrese. Tyrese is ahead of him too. Twelfth in the NBA in terms of just raw potential assists, and the list is like all your point guards and then Jokic, Halliburton, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, uh, John Morant has only played nine games. Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, Lamella Ball, uh, Fred Van Vliet, James Harden, Sabonis, Cade Cunningham, Giannis, and then LeBron just under. There's my boy Cade. He's he's done something. He's always God, they there. They show the wins and losses on this page for some reason, and four and forty is crazy. <laughs> Have they really only won four games? No, that's Cade. Oh, that's Cade. That's, that's Cade. Cade, and when he plays, they're four and forty. That's so tough. Yeah, that's not fun. This is what, year three? Oh, That's so tough. That's so tough. Hey, Kate, if you want to come to Milwaukee, man, it's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's not probably not old and slow enough to be welcomed in. Wait, so without Kate, they're four and six? Yeah, they've been they've been much better when he doesn't play. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's turns out Jaden Ivey having the ball is kind of good for them. Again, Kate. Anyway, no, no, no. We're not doing this now. No, we have too much to yell about. We're not. I'm not yeah. getting sucked into you revert making me feel bad for Cade. So I won't say that he's been bad and the team has been. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. A lot of Pistons talk on this podcast. I, you know why? It's like when, like when your life isn't going good and you watch cops. I, that's never happened to me in my life. I, I me mean neither. But I hear people do that. Oh, okay. You, you watch. What do you want? I don't know. Like you, you want to watch a, a, a sap, a sucker. A mark. Everyone reading that story about the lady who handed 50000 in cash to scammers? What? You've not seen this? No. A financial columnist was scammed into handing 50 k in cash to someone in a van, thanking them, and they drove away. And Oh, wait. I saw something this morning about that, oh, actually. Apparently, apparently, that person's like a millionaire. The person who gave the money? Yeah. They said they only had 80 in their in their immediate accounts. But I just love that, like in the second paragraph, I didn't read the whole article. I was like, I, I can't read. I, you, you need everyone to read this to recoup this money. I'm not going to read it. But they were like, I'm not a rube. And I was like, well, that's a pretty drill thing to say after you had someone a shoebox with 50 grand in cash in it, I think. That's crazy. Yeah. I wish someone would hand me a shoebox with $50,000. John Horace gave one to Joe Cronin. He probably did, yeah. I mean, the shoebox is Drew Holiday and the picks. We The Bucks yeah. were scammed, Rohan. They were not scammed. I have dark thoughts creeping in my mind. They were not what? Okay, let's talk through it. What they were mean? not scammed. They were not scammed. You make that trade 10 times out of 10. I, I'm not a 10 times out of 10 anymore. Okay, I mean, tell I me agree. Literally, Listen, we were all happy when it happened. It seemed like the right move at the time. It clearly has not worked. No. I mean, again, it's a hindsight thing. I feel the same way. What was the other move that really didn't – I mean, there's been a couple. Miritich? 
No, this was even after that. There was one more recently where I felt like, oh, yeah, that trade made sense. Yeah, you could say that too. I think there was even another one that now I just can't remember. But Surge? Uh, well, yeah. Can we just list list this every trade? Yeah, well, can we talk about the ones that have gone well? Getting Grayson was that? That was a good trade. Getting that was a really good Drew, trade. Getting Drew, I guess those two. That off season, he nailed the trades. I think PJ, no. I think getting PJ. Yeah, the the Grayson trade was just straight up the best trade because it was what Sam Merrill in a second. Sam Merrill's hooping now. Now Grayson's better though. I know. Yeah, he's having a good season. Yeah, but I think the trade clearly didn't work. I mean, if they had Drew and Grayson, they're better. I don't think it's even debatable, to be honest. The The question the, is, you know, does this Dame performance hold, and are they better in the playoffs, which that is to be determined. That's, that's, that's my thought, because we've seen, we've seen Drew and Grayson on this team put up regular season wins, and that's why I want people to not get too bogged down, like you're getting bogged down, Ty, about the, these regular season uh, games. Yeah. Well, I will agree it is a process thing. It is definitely a yeah. process thing, and it is a very concerning trend. I will, I will see that. I will see that that is a problem. It is a problem for sure. But I cannot watch Drew Holiday chuck up 40 shots a game and score 10 points. I, I can't. So now we got, uh, what, 30 shots it's, per game and 15 points, but the defense sucks? That's not a good trade. That's, that's not – that. There's there's such a body of – like it's – I'd feel I, I better know. about I'd feel better about it with Dane. I'd feel better about it with Dane. I would feel better about it with Drew and the extra picks and Grayson right now at this moment. But the thing is, I have no, I have, I have zero confidence. I've, I have not lost faith. Uh, I have zero confidence in Drew Holiday's postseason shot making ability. Zero, absolutely zero. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, maybe this is the year Drew figures out the step back in the playoffs. But he was better than this. And again, yeah, to do do what? To do what? Get bounced in the first round again? Or win a title? Depending on the season, yeah, but this—that's the most recent thing that happened, Ty. Oh, you want to talk about the Drew... most recent thing? What Dame? Let's look yeah. at the most recent Dame thing. I mean, this is this is bouncing the first round level right here. This is the same. Oh, if Giannis get if Giannis misses two games in a series, they might lose by forty points in both games. The way the whole rest of this team looks. Yeah, that's valid. I'm not saying I believe in this team to win a title because I don't. Yeah, no, there's but no reason to. They haven't given us a reason. And that's the frustrating. If Dame looks like last year Dame again from the rest of the season, they could beat anyone. They could win a title. I, I don't know if I would pick them to do it based on how most of the other guys on the team have looked, which is we'll get into here. But the Dame thing to me is just like it, it's on, on, like it's soul crushing. My soul is crushed. Like this happening, it's, it's just it's completely inexplicable. I looked at his last season numbers like, oh, did he trail off? Was there a warning sign? His last 20 games last year, he scored 35 per game and shot like 39% from three in that time. And again, these are games that don't matter. A Portland team that sucked. His best teammate was Anthony Simons, maybe Jeremy Grant. Like they were horrible. And he was awesome. He was amazing. Better than any 20-game stretch he's ever played for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But we're getting to a point now with 50 games in, 60 games in, like it's just we just need a, a switch to flip. And I hate, I hate that phrase. I hate any time the Bucks are a team that's like, oh, we just need the switch to flip. Because it sometimes it doesn't. And that's just very concerning. And so, no, I, you, you know when they made the trade, I was as thrilled as anyone. Yeah, I didn't want to watch Drew Holiday in the playoffs either. We looked at Jalen Green trades. That guy probably sucks. Like, that's how down bad we were about not wanting to see that level of shot making again. 
But the problem is you give up so much to do it. And I, I don't know if, if he continues like this. I don't know what you yeah, do this they, summer. They give up one pick. One pick, two swaps. Yeah, but that's I wouldn't say that's so much. No, it's the Drew thing hurts me more. Yeah, okay. But I mean, yeah, it's it's more picks that you could have used this summer to do something. And now because of the Adrian Griffin thing, stuck with Doc here as well, who's just like we'll talk about Doc probably later. I I can't Doc get up. Doc isn't even the problem. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, it's, he does some stuff that annoys me, but it's like Again, if if Dame shoots thirty eight percent from three for the rest of the season, a lot of these other little problems won't really matter all that much. And then maybe we can get into you know can Doc cost him by just playing a really slow rotation or some questionable lineups. That's fine. That he's not the big issue here. And I'm seeing a lot it, of national media people. Oh, Doc, this Doc, Doc throwing him under the bus when he said guys were half our guys were in Cabo or Cancun. They he was were. right. They were. He was right. They were terrible. What do you mean, Doc throw it like that? I, honestly. And this is not new. Someone can find receipts. I've said the same before. And when you look at what he actually said after that Sixers playoff series, I was like, he didn't tell a damn lie there either about Ben Simmons not being – can Ben Simmons be a championship point guard? He said, I don't know. And people talked about it. Like he threw that guy into the bus and said he was a bum. He, he was terrible in that series. Yeah. And and people were like uh, – will continue to say like, oh, Doc doesn't play the young guys, which is true. Which is true. Yeah. But a- also... Ajax got his three minutes in this game. Ajax got his three minutes of this horrible... <laughs> like, yeah. The Marjan's the one... I, I don't. I would like to see Marjan again. No, for sure. For sure. But no, I, I, I agree. Like, it was... we. I, I saw a lot of people throughout that game, too. Like, we need more AJ Green. I thought AJ Green was pretty bad by his standard. He knocked down a couple threes, but like... He I knocked mean, down two... Th- I don't think AJ Green was that bad, but in terms of his defense was... Yeah, good. he got totally lost on a backdoor cut. I think he had a turnover that was pretty bad at one point. Like, he had, Yeah, he had one turnover. Un- uncharacteristic AJ Green mistakes that we're not used to seeing. He wasn't... Not, I'm not saying never play him again. Um, no, because his 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 shot making just adds so much. Yeah. He, he's going to be a usually a net positive on most yeah. nights. More so than Pat Connaughton. More so. Oh my God! Don't get me started. On I, I want because there's someone in the comments every time who says we're, we're taking a risk here. We're going unplugged. Says you guys oh, hate on Pat for no reason. That 24 is for Pat. It's on my wall. It's still there. I I don't want to be it's, seen it's, as it's, the guy who hates Pat for no reason. You you only have the 24 up there because it's uh, my 20 it, my it, top 24 Pat content memories. It yes. has nothing to do with any any. No merchandising or anything like no, that. No, never. It would never. I'm just thinking about the 24 greatest Pat Connaughton moments during the 2021 playoff run. That's what that signifies. I'm thinking about how the 24, not, none of the 24 best moments of Pat Connaughton's career have happened during the season. That is very much <laughs> correct. I mean, some of his best 24 shots to the face have happened this season. Oh, it's been incredible. <laughs> like, no, in terms is, of the, the, in terms of the is, quality of shot to the face, not him getting hit in the face, obviously. In 2024... I think the I think the best one is when he got kicked in the head by Garrison Matthews. Dude, Garrison Matthews sounds like a guy who would kick you in the head. It was Garrison Matthews. I know. Though, right? I know. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I don't. I don't. I don't have the same memory you do. In twenty twenty four, he's shooting fifty two percent from the field and forty eight percent from three. So like his numbers have actually been much better in terms of shooting, and he has twenty two assists to point seven turnovers. But the problem is the defense is just bad. It's just it's horrible. It's bad. It's untenable. It's and untenable. It's, those shooting numbers in 20 minutes per game are getting you 4.9 points, which for reference, campaign was scoring a full point in that and 1.1 points more per game in eight less minutes. AJ Green is scoring 1.2 more points per game, also in eight less minutes. Like, okay, 48% from three. Cool. 
Uh, you're making a three per game. It it doesn't even matter. Like the, the production isn't there. The defense isn't there. It's just not been enough. And I don't know. You know try getting him more shots, I guess. I, I feel like he just has not been – he's not made sense to play in most of these games with the way he's hurting them on defense and not providing enough offensively, which is tough. Again, top 24 pack counted in moments somewhere over – it's hard to point that direction. It really is. There. That took a disturbingly <laughs> long time. Um, but it's I, – I don't see – and if that's the thing you want to be most mad about Doc for, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I get it. But again, it's not one of their biggest problems. But I still think it's it's a very frustrating time to analyze the Bucks for me because so much just comes back to like, I mean, is Dame going to play like Dame? And if not, yeah, does it matter? Uh, and I don't know. Do you think there's anything else they can do for him? I think they could probably set more screens for him. Have Giannis set real screens? Have Brooke and Bobby actually screen instead of just Honestly, posting here's, up? Here's something. Here's something. Just give Giannis a few days off. He's got eight days off minus the All-Star game. Give him, give him a game or two off. Give him a game or two off. Say, hey, I'm not playing this game for rest. For I think he's he's been probable with knee tendonitis for the last couple games. So it's like, yeah, just rest him for a game or two. One, because the big fella deserves it. And two... Just let Dame get into his element. I thought they were going to do it this game because Giannis was probable and then dropped to questionable a couple hours before. And I was like, oh, is this going to be – and funny, I said, oh, Giannis might not play. This could be a disaster. And Giannis did play and it was still a disaster, which shows you where we're at. But I, I, I think that could that could go either way. It's, it's something, though. It's something. <laughs> it's, it's something, though, because you mentioned like last 20 games of the season for the Trailblazers, which uh, his season ended early for the Trailblazers yeah. last year. Yeah, that was like uh, February and March, I think. Yeah. So around this time of year, it's because he's running the show. Let him get into a rhythm because he hasn't. He hasn't been in a rhythm since December. It's been two months. Yeah. Like it's It's been it's been so long since then. I. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I just think I mean, he takes 17 shots per game. Since the New Year's, it's not like he doesn't shoot at all. I mean, no, it's, maybe, it's maybe not like he doesn't shoot at all. But I'm saying, I, yeah, there, there's been. I think he's getting in his own head about Probably. how to about how to uh, you you know really balance being on a contender because it's not something he's ever been on in his career. I mean, hey, I know he made that one Western Conference final strip, but come on, that immediately didn't really... smacked by the Warriors. Immediately, Warriors smacked. fans no. are finding my tweets about his numbers, and they're very, they're very happy. Which kind of makes me sad. He's from the Bay Area. That's got to be a yeah, tough he, thing. Yeah, he's, he's 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 the letter O for Oakland. Yeah, they don't they they don't they don't claim him anymore. Apparently, it's too many too many Steph Dame debates, and and that they're they're not fond of him. I've learned. Uh, I'll tell you who's winning that debate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, but, the guy who's 10-0 and 0 against the other guy in the playoffs, probably that who's winning that debate. Yeah. But what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So there, there's there's been plenty of opportunities, even the last couple games, where Dame is just like wide open in the paint. And I know it's not a shot number issue in terms of like how much he's shooting. But it's like, okay, he's in between the like the the defender went over. They were playing a drop. And he's just in a mid-range area, and he just has a running start to the rim. You can throw up a teardrop floater or something. And he just kicks it out to Bobby in the corner, who just, like, goes into a post-up. And it's like, you're Damian freaking Dude, the, Lillard. The Bobby and Dame dynamic is maybe It's horrible. It's a toxic relationship. It's terrible. It's a toxic relationship. It is awful. All the time. It's That's something Doc can do. Let's not, yeah. not have those two on the court at no, the same time. No, have them on the court. It's Bobby, go set a screen and roll. You're a big. You We've are seen, not. 
the you thing are not is, Joel Embiid. The thing is, we saw that for a few games in the first like few games of the Doc yep. era. We're like, oh my god, what the heck? There's no Bobby post ups. We're getting him as a screen roll, and then it's just immediately. Well, I will reversed. say, I will say, and I, I think, you know, I, I, I think Bobby and Pat are easy to lump together. I think Bobby has to still have a role, and I've seen people like, is Gallo going to take Bobby's minutes? Yeah, Bobby can barely play the five. Gallo, not at all. No, can't happen. I don't think Gallo is not suited to play the five at all. No, he, he is. He will play no. the three before he plays. The I a hundred percent agree with you. I think they need Bobby. I think they can get more out of Bobby. I think a bright side with Bobby, forty percent from three in twenty twenty four has really knocked down the corner threes. And we saw just take him, take, take him, take yeah. the shot. He's three point two per game, attempted threes per game. It's you can take, we'll take more, that. That's, that's up. That's, that's, that's up on the season, and the yeah. percentage obviously is way up. His field goal percentage is up too. I just think the kind of shots he takes is what Matt. I mean, we saw he feasted in the dunker playing off Giannis. Okay, that was probably the one outside of just Giannis's own play itself. But like in terms of other guys on the team, he looked great, and it was like, oh, I'm not even. I'm like, I'm not even that at it, Bobby. No, I I think I mean there's times when. He can be frustrating, but yes. overall, he's still going to be a generally it's, productive it's, piece. Yeah, they just need to limit the post-ups to such an extent. And my rule is if he posts up, you know, do it close to the basket, especially if you have a smaller guy. Don't just fade away. But I think just more dunker spot, more pick and rolls. Like, And I think, you know, what we're talking about, shot diet. I mean, Brooke Lopez with these threes. I, Dame, you, Dame, you want to know your role? Look at all the shots Brooke Lopez takes. And if, if Brooke would take it, you should take it too. And then Brooks should do the opposite. Brooks should look at, I don't know who never, Ben Simmons, and say, I'll take those shots. Because the Brook threes, I've just had enough. It's been all season. He's at 36%, which is honestly fine for him. But it's the, the, the ones he takes that are like above the break with 18 on the shot clock and he's not even open. Like, you don't need to take that. We're allowed to run he, another action. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with him taking above the break three because I don't even think he fits in the corner. But no, it's not. It's, the, but I'm saying with it's the, on the shot clock. clock. It's yeah. the shot clock. And and oh, Dame is right here, and there's one defender, and we could do a deadly DHO again. Hasn't been deadly on the numbers, but we could try to flow into something better. And it's just like just chuck it up. No, I don't mind above the break if it's wide open for Brook. You know, five on the shot clock. Yeah, take all the ones you want. But my God, some of the ones where it's like 17 on the shot, and they'll do it. They'll do it three possessions in a row. I mean. <laughs> credit to him the ball never stops with brooke there's never a record scratch mo- i mean the shots are record scratch moments but um i think we can do a whole conversation on shot selection and, and we should i think shot diet is one of the things they have to fix the most outside of just getting more out of dame but first i want to talk to the folks rohan about our newest partner prize picks presenting sponsor of the Eurostep. as you heard up top Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. More than 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Right now, it's demon time on Prize Picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. And you can play along some of prize picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. There's community plays in the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I have already been playing. I know Rohan and I are set up now. 
I, I did lose. I haven't too. I haven't I did, too. I did lose my first one. Because, Couldn't be me. Well, of course. I mean, you're, you're always red hot, Rohan. I selected Jay Crowder less than 0.5 assists in the first quarter. Or turnovers in the first quarter. He, had, he, had, he hadn't had one in like four games. Immediately, immediately killed my prize picks play. Oh, well, it happens. But, you know, the Giannis more thans are always good. I'm always doing that. And, you know, no comment on... Anyone else on the team because uh, I haven't, haven't had as much success. Well, you have a, you have a good. A I'll good tell you what the here. flex plays. The flex plays. Are I do like at. the flex plays because this was uh, before the the Denver Nuggets game. So I, I had three. I had three picks here. It was uh, Malik Beasley more than two and a half three pointers made. Giannis Antetokounmpo more than forty nine and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. Damian Lillard more than twenty five and a half points. And Contavious Caldwell Pope less than nine and a half points. Unfortunately, he left due to injury. Yeah, but uh, it happened. But uh, Damian Lillard scored eighteen points in that game, uh, so I did not get that one right. However, since it was a flex play, got three out of four right. Still, yeah, comes. that's that's always nice. It's you know make sure you're you're walking away with something. So if you want to get in on the action as well, dear listener, and support the show. You can go to prizepicks.com/eurostep and use code eurostep for a first deposit match up to $100. Get some free plays on your eurostep host right here. Again, that is prizepicks.com/eurostep and use code eurostep for that first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy with prizepicks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you want to know what Brooke Lopez's uh, percentile is as a spot-up shooter this year? Mm, 11th. I'll go with his number. Uh, no, he is 32.1%. I figured it would be probably more like that. It's bad. On how many pos- on, on what's the, what's the frequency? Um, this is according to NBA stats, by so the way, this which is can the, be. Is this the percentage of his shots that are spot up? Yeah. Percentage of his possessions that end up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. being spot up. I'm going to say like 55%. That's 33. Okay. Which is, wow, it's just way off. It's a, it's a third of his. It's a third of him being on the court. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, here, what would compare that to him being a role man? <laughs> it's going to be really the, good. Uh, what do you think the uh, frequency is? His frequency as a role man, probably like yeah. four, five. It's twenty percent. God, I'm shooting damn numbers. And it's fifty-four point one percentile, which is better. Uh, still, it's still, I'm surprised. Still, at that. it's still not great. His numbers were really you know? good last year. Yeah, it's still not great. Here, let me pull up the one last year. 
I thought he was a pretty good. Brooke pretty Lopez good as a role man last year was eighty one point nine. How is that possible? It's bad. I don't understand what's going on. It's not great. It really isn't. <clears throat> and it was at a higher frequency. I mean, similar because it's twenty one point two compared to twenty point nine. But yeah, just the drop off from Brooke on offense, on offense has been yeah. abysmal. I do feel like defensively, there's more times when a young guy will just beat him. And it's like very jarring. Just it's it's trade Jemison. These creative players were like bodying Brooke and getting layups Bro, to the, fall. The Bucks lost to a G League team. Yeah, literally the Memphis yeah. hustle on the second night of a back to back beat the Bucks. Yeah, embarrassing, embarrassing. But Brooke Lopez, G-G I'm gonna focus. Jackson was vaping in the bathroom, Wait, and he punked serious? him. Yes, the story came out that he's been fined by the Grizzlies like four times, and in a pre-draft workout, he was caught vaping in a bathroom. This is the guy Brother. who was putting buckets on the Bucks. Oh my God! Zaire, you, Zaire Williams had like a seventeen point quarter. These are made oh. up players. I know he was drafted in the first round. I don't care. Gigi Jackson said thanks to Doc Rivers and the Bucks in his post game interview. And it's like, do you have any pride? Do you have he, any pride as a Milwaukee Bucks organization? This guy is basically like the new – he's going to be like the new Malik Beasley or something. Like, a, oh, how is that guy not on a team? And then he's on a team and you kind of see why. And he punked the Bucks. Maybe don't choose Malik Beasley because he's a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, I meant I – meant, um, Michael Beasley? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what are you Not talking? Malik Beasley. No. <laughs> I will say, you know, a sad realization that hit me last night. What? So the team just looks too old and slow, right? And they're like most spry role player who's actually good is the one who's probably going to walk in the summer because they can't really pay him in Malik Beasley. Yep. And the old and slow guys are under contract or, you know, bird rights on them and everything. Yep. Let's get to Jay Crowder. Um, I feel like this is a guy who's kind of skated the, the allegations. I think... It's there's a lot of like Bobby Pat this, Bobby Pat that, and I don't think Jay is included very often. Thirty nine percent from the field in twenty twenty four, twenty nine percent from three, still getting up nearly four per game, uh, and has on the season I believe has the worst effect on the Bucks plus minus. I will say some of that is from the early part of the season. Uh, I don't think he really deserves that that hit, but he has not been good since coming back at all. He's played sixteen games. This is also his dad since returning. It's. He returned this calendar year. That's a big problem. And defensively, I think the most concerning thing, like, wasn't even close to hanging with Duncan Robinson. And that's a hard thing to do. But if you're the defensive wing, it's kind of a thing you should be able to do. At least, I mean, they had to put Malik, Malik Beasley, I thought, did a lot better. Credit to him. But it's like... Because he's fast. He's fast. But also, like, Duncan was like, I'll just shoot right over you because I'm big. And that was then a new problem. And I thought that was a problem against Memphis, too. The Memphis guys... They're kind of huge right now with the rotation they play. They have a lot of bigger wings. And like Bees and Dame would be in position. It just like doesn't matter because Memphis was just too big. But Crowder is big. And again, I'm not saying it's easy to hang with Duncan Robinson. Like he was DOA. I mean, every time they went to the DHL with Bam or him running onto Bam's screen, like wasn't even close. The, the both ends thing is concerning. I think Crowder can hang with bigger wings, but – Right now, it looks like he's not really able to guard down as much. And the offense has been horrible. And he's had some pretty bad turnovers lately as well. It's just been like a lot of issues at the moment for him. And it's it's not been fun. It's been a pretty difficult watch, some of these games. Yeah, it's been uh it's been concerning. I'll say that. It's been uh it's been 
it's been tough being on the boss man 99 train uh right now it's derailed it it has derailed the thing is like i'm still i'm i'm i still haven't completely lost faith in 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 boss man yeah because like he's still like you were mentioning like him being on bigger wings is still a thing that's good. We just haven't really seen that this like calendar year yet. They have not really played a team that has just like dynamic big wings. They yeah. haven't played the Celtics this year. Yeah. Like this in 2024. That's really what I'm saying. They haven't played the Celtics. We have Clippers game uh, coming up. That'll be interesting as well. I think they have one left, right? Have against the Clippers there? at all? Uh, the Clippers, they I don't think they have. Oh, so a couple of, that'll be another obviously big test for Garden Wings. Even like the, the Timberwolves. Can you can you match up on Anthony Edwards? Probably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> don't like those. Either. That's the first. When I said that out loud, so I was we'll like, "We'll see, we'll see." But when I said that out loud, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I'm so down bad around the deadline." I was like, "Can they get the bad Vando? Can we try that?" The bad Vando, the one in the Lakers. There's multiple. Yeah, it's two Vanderbilts. So there's the good one on the Wolves, and then there's the one who was a Hornet, and then a Sixer, and now a Laker. What are you talking about? You don't know about second Vando? Bro, there's only one. No, there's not. What are you talking about? Go to the Lakers roster. Yeah, Jared Vanderbilt. Then the Wolves roster is the good one. There isn't a Vanderbilt on the Wolves roster. Yes, there is. He's Am I having a stroke? Player. Yeah, he's like their second. No, not the second best player. He's like their a top four player. Are you thinking of Jaden McDaniels? Oh yeah, why did I get them confused? Oh, it's like you saw this one of Vanderbilt. Wait, is there a second McDaniels? Yes, so there's Jalen and Jaden McDaniels. That's I was thinking of the worst McDaniels or Vando, who I think are very similar. That's that makes more sense. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm sorry. I gaslight, I, I gaslight you. I gaslight you. You were just gaslighting. I was thinking, am I dumb? In my mind, it's like they're all related and one of them is good because Vando <laughs> and the worst McDaniels remind me of each other. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Is the worst McDaniels in the league? I think he still is. I don't know where. I think he's on the Sixers, right? Jalen McDaniels. Is he still there? I think so. Oh, wow. I think sorry he's still to, on the sorry to Jalen McDaniels. This has been a rough a time for you on the podcast. No, he's uh, you know, he's on Toronto. No. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, misfit toys. But yeah, I was he like, was on we, Philly last year. I was yeah, confusing yeah, yeah. my they, trade. They deadline. traded for him last year, and he like just didn't play. Um, Again, yeah, it's, like, it's can, a Friday can get, morning. Can we get one of these two guys who I thought were the same guy and just get like a a spry big wing? But uh, they did not. Yeah, and the pro- the issue is is that this is the roster. Oh, yeah. It's done. Well, if this is it. Hey, we're okay. athletic enough. Couldn't do. We talk about Gallo. We got the rooster. We got the a, rooster. Do you have any more thoughts on Crowder before we do? No. Okay. Who needs Who needs defense anyway? That was That was John Horse when he when he signed Danilo. <laughs> I mean, listen. The options weren't great. Like I'm not. The mad options about were terrible. I didn't. We didn't. We haven't talked about this on pod, but Thadjik Johnson going to uh, Suns. the Suns is so unfortunate. I mean, it's, it's probably so the death knell of his career based on all the other flyers they've taken on vet minimum guys. I'm telling you what, Royce O'Neal is looking good there. Not a vet minimum guy. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, if we're talking yeah. about like wing pickups, definitely not a vet minimum guy, uh, Royce O'Neal. But. That Young going to the Suns hurt my soul. 
Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, this must be like a, a fourth of what Ty felt with Big Biz and I felt bad for you. Dude, the, the, the length of time that he was just there teasing me is really what did it. Because if you're going to get a big, because that's what they did. They got a, they got a wing big. They got yeah. a wig. They got like the fouriest four of all time. There's been a lot of comparisons drawn. No, they got the fouriest three of all time. True. There's been a lot of comparisons drawn to Miritich and uh, Toledovich and Marv, Marvin Williams. And Marv's a good was a decent defender though. I'm I'm forgetting. There's even more. I think there's another like old Steve Melvick. No. Gallo can play. I think Gallo can still play. I think the interesting thing about him is I see people go like, oh, it's another shooter who can't hit shots. I think he's more of a scorer than any of those guys. That's the difference. Gallo will take the ball and like post up somebody and do something. This could lead to games where we get him and Bobby trading bad post ups and I claw my eyes out. But it could be nice to have more scoring. They can't share the the bench. I think they're going to. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. They can't. They can't. But then then, then when can he play? I don't know. That's the issue. issue. (laughs) I think they just need him to turn back the clock 10 years and they're good. I think they need everyone to do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a very Imagine if everyone on this team was 10 years younger. I mean, some of them would not be legal to play in the NBA. Sorry, Chris Livingston. You're now a middle school. Nine? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, all right, our top players are very – Giannis would actually be pretty bad. So that would not work out for them overall. We have to accept Yeah, Giannis some would be 19. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad. I can't believe he's still 29, man. I know. I can because... This is a year... This is the best Giannis has he, ever played. And they're going to gonna suck. His birthday is like a month before mine. So my impending 30-year-oldness is tied to his. So I can believe it. <laughs> oh, man. It's just tough. But yeah, everyone... Like, if can we get half the roster to go back 10 years? That would be great. Like, Brooke... Chris, Dame, Dame, Crowder, Gallo, Pat Bev. Man, this team would be electric ten years ago. I actually do. I, I don't. I don't know if it would be a net benefit. Ten I years is too long of a time. Twenty fourteen, Brook Lopez was not a good defender yet. That's fair. That's valid. And Chris would not be very good. Yeah, this would not help that many players. Ten years okay. is just too five years. Five years. Five, I was going to say five years. The whole roster. I think it's a net gain, even if like all the young guys are ineligible to play. Yeah. Sorry, young guys. They're not playing anyway. Yeah, AJ Green is. He might still be yeah. old enough. How old is Andre Jackson? It's like twenty three. So he'd be eligible. Let's change that high school rule real quick, Adam Silver. It's no, no he's twenty. He's twenty two. He's okay. twenty two. Two thousand one. God. Stop. No one wants to hear it from you. No one wants to hear it from you. We have old privilege. We're allowed to. You can't do that yet. But yeah, Danilo Gallinari uh, signed with the Bucks, by the way, if you you haven't figured it out. Uh, Pat Bev Pod broke the news. (laughs) It's going to be him or the Clippers, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Him or the Clippers. And it's like, yeah, okay, Pat Bev, you just called up Gallo. Yeah. He did someone else too, didn't he? He did himself. No, I, it was. I think he did another buyout guy. Oh, um, oh, Monte Morris. No, what? No, no, 
Not Monte Morris. Uh, Mar- it was someone Morris. signing with Marcus Mar- Morris. Yeah, whoever signed with the Timberwolves. Yeah, the big Morris brother. Yeah, so that's a joke. Monte Morris is not related to Marcus Morris. Yeah, <laughs> I was making sure. Hey, I don't know with the Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, thing. dude, the Vando, the Vando McDaniel's thing that killed me. But yeah, Danilo Gallinari apparently had a bunch of offers from like the Cavs, the Bulls, the Clippers, the Bulls. And- <laughs> like, what is what are the bulls getting Gallinari <laughs> They said, "Hey, listen, we're a contender too. We're right there. You're the missing piece, Gallo." And I think it was I think it was who was it? Jason Pat, who's from Bloggable. Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah. He, and he, Cash Considerations podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are. And he was like, "Oh, this is the second time that the Bulls have lost out on a buyout guy to a contender. It's like they lost someone else to the Celtics." It's like, "Yeah, of course they did." <laughs> <laughs> I just what love you mean? Karnaschovas is out here like, "Listen, you and uh, Vucevic is the best four-five ever. Like, we need this. This is what's going to win us games and get us in the beautiful play-in with Zach Levine out for the season." It's. Did you expect Biotens to sign with the Bulls? Like I, I don't understand. Oh, that's it, it's nice that we can laugh at the Bulls in these trying times still. Yep, for sure. This is is that like the the cops thing you were talking yeah. about? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, cool. So I do know the the yeah. concept, but yeah, Gallo is a guy who's just. I, I think you put it in the a good rooster. way where he's a he's a scorer, not really a shooter. But the thing is, he can be a shooter, which is probably what this team needs most. Yeah. Uh, he needs, from him, I they, should say. They need to turn his percentages around pretty quickly here. Yeah, because for the season, he's shooting what 35.5% from three, 45.1% from the field, which is good. That's good. Yeah. No, we'll bad. take that. Yeah. In like, uh, in like just around 15 minutes per game. He's going, what, eight, eight points per game in that time? It's pretty good for how little he plays. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, he kind of turned the Pistons around when he got there. Yeah. And so it's not all on Cade, Ty. Uh, You're right. It's... it's No, but honestly, when they had playable NBA players, <laughs> like with Gallo yeah, and stuff, it, it it's like, yeah. Out of, I, I saw some Bucks people like, should they go get Killian Hayes? And I was like, he's maybe the, was the worst player in the league. So, no. Yeah, let's not I say Atlanta's actually might have been worse. They had a lot of guys contending for that. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the propaganda coming out of like that org in the front office about how like Isaiah Livers was going to be a key player and Killian was about to turn it around. No, they just sucked. Like the, the eye for talent has been abysmal from Troy Weaver, even though he was great at it in OKC. It's very strange, but yeah, maybe yeah. it was all Sam Presti actually. Yeah. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, do you think Troy Weaver's uh, out the door this summer? I I honestly don't know. I mean, we're I talking should, about the Pistons again. Should be well. Yeah, it's you're right. Uh, it's because I'm losing a losing will or Ohan. Gallo. So is the like, thing is, whatever. I'm, I'm, worried he's gonna, I'm worried he's going to play too much. That's what I'm worried about because this is this is this screams Doc. One, he, he he people don't understand this about buyout. I see all the time. But oh, you're gonna buy it. Doesn't mean you have to play him. I mean, he had options. He. You could have gone to the Bulls and played. I, 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 I he could have <laughs> gone. Like that's the biggest part of the pitch because everyone's paying him vet min because it's just offsetting money he's already making. So the money doesn't matter. The market kind of, but it, like you're picking a place to play two months, three months. Like it's like, what's my role going to be, and can we win a championship? And I think the Bucks win a championship thing is not as good as some other teams at the moment because they've been pretty bad uh, for the last month. But the role thing, like bio guys, typically they go somewhere where they can play and have a real role. And I just think you look at this Bucks team and it's like if A.J. Green loses minutes because of Gallo, they're just going to be like the oldest, slowest team in the league despite having Giannis Setacupo, which is disgusting. I can I can see him being like a guy who can play alongside Giannis. 100%. I think if you want, to, yeah, yeah, like I think the fit is there. It, it's my concern is just the too much thing because he's old. Like how how old? Thirty five. Thirty five, and he's had like a was lot. It, was like it he, an Achilles with Boston or an ACL? ACL. Okay. ACL. He didn't play versus. Uh, he, he tore his ACL um, in training camp, I believe, um, in twenty twenty two. Coming off of that, it's his second Achilles. All right, Achilles. Now you got me saying it. Second ACL injury. He in his hates career. Boston. That's the biggest positive. That's a. That's you know what? Honestly, that's a great thing. He does hate Boston, and the thing is, he's whenever the Bucks, even if they make it that far, to play the Celtics, um, like is is he going to try too hard? Is he going to play too much? And it's like I don't know, but it'll be interesting for sure. I think he was probably the best available option after uh, Biz and Thad were off the market. You know who people put me onto that I didn't hate, even though I thought he probably would have never played? Having a really good year in the G League? Stanley Johnson. No. Shooting like 45% from three, and he can defend. 
He's That's on a 10 true. Day, he's on a 10-day with the Raptors, though. So he might he might just not be available ever. Stanimal. Stanimal. Um, but also, that, you know what? I like wouldn't, that, though, but, but I also, wouldn't I'm like, it. maybe just play Marjan and not do that. Exactly. It's like so, you have the, you have those guys on your roster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gallo is probably the best available remaining option. Like, he's an actual NBA player. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But just the fit is, it's wonder, not ideal. Like, do they bring back Marquise Bolden on a two-way or something? Because, again, like, if... Bro, might as well. If, if, like, if, I, I don't if, know why they have If misses a week, it's Giannis and Bobby, and that's it. Maybe Jay Crowder, small ball five. God. I mean, he's going he's gonna to collapse out there. They already... Yeah. I mean, yeah, thankfully, he only played 20 minutes against... Uh, the Grizzlies. I feel like he played. I like see a Dame rotate game. in the. I see Dame rotate in the paint too many times. He can be the center. Oh God! Um, what he ends up there a lot. I know it's a problem. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's not good. He just stands there, like, what am I? What do you really want me to do? I don't blame he's him for the, those. If reasons. he's the guy, if he's the guy ta- like tagging into the paint, it's like, what, how did this happen? Like, why even do it? It's because they switched too many off-ball actions, and it, it led to led to Dame being in the covering but the guy. I, I mean, I mean, if you like, why even rotate at that? Like, just save yourself. Just, let just him let him have dunk. It. Just it'll be faster. He did take a charge against Memphis. He that did was nice. a clutch charge. Yeah, and then fumbled the ball. Yeah, but it's it's fine. I'd say they kind of evened themselves out with that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, they almost came back, and I, I would have probably called it the least deserved win I've ever seen in my life. I still, the stock still would have been locked in. No, by yeah, the way, we gave every, everyone who played, played. Yeah, besides Giannis, a down stock, very earned. Yeah, and Giannis gets a deserved up stock. He honestly probably could have gotten two. Yeah, it was just. But even if the they won that game, bad. that would have been the result. Hundred percent agree. But. Yeah, Gallo, I mean, how do I see him slotting in? I think maybe in those minutes where it's just Giannis and nobody, like you can play him then. Like, can, can he play in the Giannis at the five lineups? I mean, I guess he is big. Yeah. He's that, he's just, that tweener just, forward having, they're expecting. I'm having so much trouble with how he's you a do it. He's a 6'10 old three. How and do it's you like, what do you do, do with a that? a lineup where you have Dame... Beasley, Chris, Brooke, Gallo, Bobby. Like that's so you don't. much. That's six players. No, I mean I have with any combination of those players. With more than you like do. two of them. Papev in there. And Crowder. You just you're just so old. You really are. <laughs> They're ancient. And it's like it's, I think this is the same thing that we talked about like with Beasley in the starting five. It's not that he's a horrible defender per se. It's that he's a bad defender between bad defenders. Gallo himself is not like a, a – you know, you don't look at him and go, oh, he's an old – I mean, he is. I don't think he plays creaky necessarily. But like he's clearly not going to add any additional athleticism or punch. I did have to laugh. They got more athletic doing this transaction. Obviously, he's more spry than Robin Lopez. But – it just feels like the last thing this team needs to introduce right now. And I like Gallo as a player. It's not that I'm like, oh, he can't play. I just I, – they could use more bench scoring. <laughs> they did get more. They got younger and more athletic somehow doing this. But Oh, my goodness. Oh, like, we're like in the if dirt. You're, if you're bench, your bench five right now could be Pat Bev, Pat Connaughton, Gallo, Jay Crowder – and Bobby Portis. I mean, teams are just going to run around you and go to the rim. 
Yeah. And those players are probably not going to all play together. It's Doc. Maybe they will. But it's like you're just bringing in – you have Dame and Chris and Brooke in the starters. Like Malik Beasley is your second best athlete. It's not even really close. And that doesn't change if AJ a, Green is in there either. I mean, it's a, he's done a lot of good things. He's a good defender. Not, you know, not uber athletic out there. Yeah, he's like a big defender. He like uses his size to yeah. his advantage. But I just think that's – I think a lot of the stuff with the Bucks is just matchup based too. I think they look good against Denver because Denver is just like, you know, they move around real smart. But they're not really track meeting you. And like the Heat without Jimmy and this young Grizzlies team and the Pacers – and a lot of the teams they struggle with, they're just fast. And I don't really know the what Cavs. the Bucs can do about fast. Yeah, the Cavs. Yeah, they can't They can't do anything about fast. And here's the thing, Ty. They won't be able to. They just won't. Unless, That's why I'm like, unless what? They can't. Marjax. One of Marjax has to be a real player. And But then who, who are you not playing? They have too many guys who Doc is going to play. I know. That's the issue. That's why Again, not, like, not dumping Pat was just a huge it's, it's horrible should if you get nothing back like just trade him for like a, a late second round pick or something yeah i know it's like I, an addition by subtraction but i i think i think if they already had to give up a pick to get pat bev i mean you're either sending a young guy or sending the portland pick just to get off him at this point i mean i think the other executive have eyes too I, maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe they wouldn't Maybe they could have dumped him for give free. Him the pist- didn't give him to the Pistons. They'll take him. He would start and like probably the, play 40 minutes a game there. He'd be like the third best player on the Pistons. Not that far off. That's scary. Yeah, well, maybe there was an opportunity. You have to take back some salary. I, I they, they had to find a way, though. I, even if you don't add more significant players. like I, I still will argue that the surge trade, when you gave up Dante, and people say, oh, how did you give up Dante? Dante was killing them, and they just had to get rid of him and get some flexibility. And I mean, Shemi Ojale, God, and Rodney Hood were also very bad. Big Rod, big Rod. But like, they just like sometimes you just need to like, all right, we're just gonna bring in, we're gonna send out and just like open up roster spots. You got Javon Carter out of that, like you got some flexibility, and I, they needed to do that. And the fact that they didn't might be the downfall, as well as just you know hiring Doc, who always plays the vets. Do you see Big Rod signed with the Memphis Hustle? I thought he signed overseas somewhere. No, he signed with the Hustle. The real Hustle or the, the Grizzlies? No, the Memphis Hustle, like the G League team. Oh, well, I mean, they were the Memphis Hustle that played the Bucks a lot. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah. That was gotcha. a bit I did earlier, so. Oh, sorry. Um, That's a good signing for them, maybe. Yeah. Good for good for Big Rod. But, sure. Yeah. This is, I think, this is the most disappointed I've ever been in a John Horse midseason. It's the By lowest far. I've been By in far. a Bucks team midseason since Kid or slash Brunty last time. I think, yeah. I mean, especially it's, team, it's the weight. It's the weight of expectations too. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, every I mean, the first Bud team there were no expectations, so I guess maybe that you know the goal was lower. But I mean, they were that was the first time we were like, yeah, they can get to we we they can the, win a the preseason series. projection. The preseason projections were like. 46 wins or yeah. something and we we're thought, like no there's this is a 50 win team and then they, did and they 60. won 60 yeah it's that was just pure bliss of a bucks team then we just had our hearts ripped out by Kawhi leonard yeah uh but yeah mid-season i think this is the lowest i've been since kid for sure i think it's the worst probably worst record they've been even worse the last two years were down but it it hasn't been like this i don't think 
No, it's not been great. It it hasn't been great. This has been like one of the biggest losing stretches we've seen in the Giannis Elite era. Yeah. Giannis All NBA era. It's gotta be number one, right? I mean they're they were six and ten in their last ten coming into this, I believe. It I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. We're not like the Bucks are not used to losing like this. It <laughs> took them playing the Hornets to win back to back games. Yeah, it did. That's depressing. Yeah, Hornets team was. <laughs> Thank God for them. That was some of the worst worst basketball I've ever seen in my life. It really was. I just, I'm not. I, again, this team. Who, who knows? Like, let's let's end this. Let's end this on a positive note, Ty, because this is a team that you know probably needs to get itself right during the All Star break. They, even though, sorry, yeah, no. Um, they, I think, are. Four and eight since Adrian Griffin was fired. Or no. Awesome. No, no, no. Because they, the Cavs, the 20th, no, um, since one game after that. So they won the first one with Prunty. And then since then, they are four and eight. Yep. That one and oh, uh, that one and oh under Prunty just hit. That was so good. We didn't Uh, realize what we had. Is he going to coach the All-Star game? We don't really know. We have no idea. During the broadcast, uh, they kept saying uh, Doc Eagle, is going to do it. And then it was like, they said they're not. <laughs> Unless I, the NBA is like forcing Doc to do it. It might be. Like, I mean, no, we can't have Joe Prunty coach the All-Star team. <laughs> I, I think Adrian Griffin should show up. Honestly, <laughs> I'm here for it. Honestly, I'm here for it. Just have him come for the All-Star game and everyone's just oh, like. Oh, I want to say. I want to say. Okay. I keep seeing. Adrian Griffin had the offense figured out, um, and Doc messed it up. That him having the offense figured out equals Chris was on the court and Dame was shooting much better. Like that's also something we playing. haven't mentioned. Yeah, Is that's that... a big, it's a huge factor. Everything, including Jay Crowder, looks a lot better with Chris back, and they, they yeah, need with, him desperately. With Jay Crowder starting, it makes yeah, it more worse. Which is why I'm not, I'm not. Which is why I'm not too upset with Jay Crowder because he's just yeah. like stepping in in a role he shouldn't be in. I but agree. yeah, Chris. Chris should come back after the All-Star break. Hopefully, we, we hope. Oh, my they, God. They need it. Oh, they need it desperately. Maybe more than ever. This is this is just the, like, if you don't think Chris Middleton's getting his jersey retired, you are mistaken. <sighs> this Chris Middleton, man. Moist Jordan. I just. Who is sweatier, him or Usher? I was about to ask <laughs> you that same question. I think Usher might have had him, which is I, Usher might have had him there, you know. <laughs> Usher was sweating. But we've never seen Chris on roller skates. So it's That's not true. a fair comparison. Can we get Chris to perform at the uh, Super Bowl? Or at All-Star. Yeah, at All-Star. Chris, Giannis, sure. and Dame could all go. Giannis and Dame are playing, and then Chris is... Ro- no, actually, Chris can't go on roller skates. I'm making no, a no. Chris, no, no, that's not no safe. absolutely not. No more pickleball for you. No more roller skating for you, Chris. No more. You're practice. done. You're done. <laughs> like not during the season. You can't do it. Never. Not during training camp. You can nope. play pickleball after the season's over. No, okay. No, when you're retired. That's also fair. Yeah, we, which is when need, most people we need all of your athletic moments on the court. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, let's let's end on some positivity. There's a there's the All Star break coming up. Uh, Dame has the highest odds to win or the best odds to win the three point contest, followed by Malik Beasley, which I, is like no one watches the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I, I that I said that is the number one indictment on no one watching the Bucks that he is the odds on favorite to win this thing. 
If he does, I might actually just be mad. I'd be I'd be kind of upset. You better come back with that energy. You better bring it to the the Wolves and Sixers on the road right when the the break is over. Honestly, they need it. They need <laughs> they it desperately. desperately. They desperately need Dame to be Dame. They desperately do. Um, but yeah, All-Star break coming up. This is usually when teams get reset. The week of the All-Star break can be hit or miss, which we saw. It was a miss. It was a <laughs> massive miss for the Bucks. Uh, but who knows? Time away can help. Uh, uh, maybe when these guys actually get to Cabo, as Doc was talking about, um, they'll just reset. You know what? It'd be nice. I'd, I'd, I'll if go someone, to Cabo. If, yeah. I'd go to Cabo right now. Someone wants to go, you know? <laughs> sure. I'm Maybe saying Doc if any of these players you. want to take me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just thinking about, like, I don't know. Uh, who would it be? Like, it'd be, it'd be Bees. Bees slides in your DMs and say, do you want to go to Cabo with me? And you're like, hell yeah. yeah. I'll join with the fam, you know? This is how you end up giving someone a shoebox with 50 grand in it. By answering Malik Beasley DMs about going. If Malik Beasley DMs you about going to Cabo, do not respond, people. Unless you know Malik Beasley. Yeah, if you know Malik, that's different. But it sounds fishy otherwise. With a it PH. Does. It does, for sure. Um, but yeah. He just uh, needs a couple Apple gift cards to get his his flight and then he'll... You, need to, you need to put a down payment in gift cards <laughs> for this Cabo trip. <laughs> Just, just Why don't you go for, get it and re- send me the, the numbers? Uber. Just got to tip the Uber. Send me a cash card and then we can go. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, hopefully you guys reset after the All-Star break. Uh, it'll be I fun. It. A, lot of, a lot of bucks involved. You know, Giannis is the captain. Giannis and Dame starting in the All-Star game. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, we've Listen to our last episode if you want to hear us talk about the actual All-Star events. Oh, yeah. Um, Tr- play the game. What's actually going on at All-Star? Yeah. I can't uh, believe it starts the, tonight. It starts tonight. Yeah, Friday night. We got the Rising Stars tournament tonight, I think. <laughs> and the celebrity game. The, the the like the number one G League prospect is out with an injury. Still so Ron the, Holland, right? Yeah, the G League team's gonna be even worse, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh Debt Left Trump, you got a challenge for you coaching wise, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> is Debt Left gonna coach the Bucks in the playoffs if they win that game? <laughs> he might. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try another one. <laughs> Why not at this point? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know, just make have, Joe Prunty the coach. Who knows? Who four cares? players have coached a Bucks game in the last, or four people in like the last ten months. Yep. Not good. It's bad. Maybe more if if Bud got suspended. Actually, yeah. Who coached in the playoffs when Bud missed a game? Right? Or did he not? Maybe he didn't. He didn't miss a game. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up here. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep presented by Prize Picks here on Blue Wire and GSPN. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice, where you should leave a five star rating and review or watching on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check out gspn.info for links to all of our podcasts and stuff here at GSPN Discord. Uh, Discord entry link <laughs> gspn.info. Uh, all of it. So it's. It's fun in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, pod random. We'll talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. 
Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.